You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're discussing 10 spiritual habits for the entrepreneur. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we help you as a digital entrepreneur create massive success and abundance from the inside out. Today, we're going to be discussing and answering a very common question I think we get a lot, mm-hmm. which is, James, what is your spiritual practice? What are some of the things that you do? What are your habits? Da, da, da. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We got a lot of cool stuff to go over and more. I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah, we are batching here in Sedona, Arizona. Day three. People have been asking us, how do you batch? Just... You just, you just batch. You just create a list of topics and you just go. It's a marathon. Yeah. And, you know, you have a little bit more. Fifi. <laughs> Coffee. Coffee. I call it Fifi. You call it Fifi? <laughs> what? It sparks joy. <laughs> All right. From now on. It was International Fifi Day the other day, actually. <laughs> it was. And then yesterday was International, I think it was Women's Podcast Day. This is perfect. I know. What's today? Just Thursday. Just Thursday. <laughs> Just back to ordinary, normal days here. Exactly. How do you batch? We spend a day or two. I think, you know, we spend a lot of time mentally. I do a lot of work where you don't think I'm working, mm-hmm. and but I'm working. And it's just kind of like daydreaming and thinking and pondering and planting seeds for topics we want to do. So we've had this in the calendar for a while. Yeah, a couple months. A couple months. And I think that's something that I heard a long time ago. And we just do that naturally. But you want to get something done, you put it in the calendar. You know what I mean? So, you know, there it is, locked in the calendar these times. So nothing else can go in the calendar. There's no excuse. You can't be doing anything else. This is it. We start about nine and we're going to between four and six. And we spent an afternoon kind of then taking our episode ideas flushing them out, some bullet points, some notes. Jilly and I have like a Google Doc in front of us just on things we want to prompt ourselves and remind ourselves of what to do. We have some cameras here too, which is really nice mm-hmm. recording. The team's here. Some people are asking, well, what are you doing with the recordings? Oh <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with the recordings? Well, we're recording them. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And there's all kinds of things we could do with them. You know, if eventually I say something smart, then we could take that in and turn that into like an Instagram something. Exactly. Whatever the kids are calling it now. Reels. If we're doing it, we might as well record the content to repurpose later in some way, shape or form. It never hurts. You know, we talk about this with the mastermind members about tapping into the source or the well. Mm. And as a content creator, if you will, the thought leader, influencer, personal brand, all the names that you guys have for yourselves now. When you start to recognize, which I did a few years ago, how much your business, if you do it wrong, depends on you, that you bottleneck yourself, you have to find ways to uncork yourself, unbottleneck you from the business. And so what we started doing a few years ago 
was having members on the team whose job was to dip in or tap into the source. Mine the well. Mine the well. And what that means is, is that there's really two places, give or take, depending on, you know, the season, where the content is springing up. The natural, this is a metaphor, by the way. Mm. This is all a metaphor. The natural spring of where the content comes from. So a lot of it is the podcast and it's also within our programs. So like maybe I'm on a coaching call with with a BBD member or a Inner Circle Mastermind member, right? And so sometimes that content just comes to you, like someone asks a question and it's like, oh, wow, that was a really great question. You hadn't even thought of it and bam, you give it and you're like, whoa. And then where does it go? And what do you do with it, you know? And instead of like, oh, trying to make a note or remember that or sitting down and having a whole week of let's brainstorm new ideas. It's like the content's already there and it's already being created. And someone on the team is going through all of that and they've been trained on how to find the good stuff Mm -hmm. and then take that and repurpose it. And so this is in a way where a lot of content comes from. You know, this is where we're creating a lot of content on the podcast. So instead of then having a batching of Instagram, like let's sit down for a week and now batch Instagram content. No, it's all repurposed, if you will, you know. And so what we're going to do with the videos and clips is find ways to leverage that content and repurpose it. And we have to be doing that. You know, we have to be smart like that because... When people talk about how overwhelmed and overworked they are, yeah, there are phases, you know, and you're new and you're starting out and you're doing a lot of learning and throwing stuff against the wall and see what it's, what sticks and what doesn't, but you still have to be smart, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it was Tim Ferriss that said, if you're, and I so agree to this, if you're working too much, that's lazy. It's lazy thinking. So true. Because you're not thinking smarter, you know? Yeah, it's like, where can you find places where, Maybe you can feed two or even three or four birds with one seed. With you know? one seed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So hopefully we'll be able to use this content for a very long, 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 long time right. to come. And some of it you won't use. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's all good. But we've got it. Yeah. We've got it. So, hey, we're going to get into today's episode today based on a question that I've been asked a lot because James is so woo-woo. <laughs> we got back to me. Someone said, that James guy is too woo-woo for me. Yep. And I'm like, high five. <laughs> Yes. Goal achieved. And it's only going to get worse, my friends. (laughs) So buckle up. I am going to destroy your 3D illusion as much as I possibly can. (laughs) Really, truly, I think... um, Just embrace it. I think it's such a... What a compliment. What a kind thing to say to me. Really, it's like he's too woo-woo. And everything I've done with starting this podcast was... Here's all the weird stuff that has worked for me behind the scenes that most people, especially four years ago, did not want to talk about. And it's so happy to see so many other people talking about these things that are, yeah, weird. But why are they weird? Because, well, did we learn these growing up? Most people didn't, right? Do you learn these in school? No. Does it become things that are part of the mainstream culture of society? No. So that's what deems them weird, right? But... These things that we talk about, I didn't invent them. No. They're ancient, right? They're talked about in sacred texts, every sacred text, right? And spiritual leaders throughout the history of the time talk about these things. And all I did was start using them because I was seeking, I was hungry for it. 
And when I started applying some of the stuff I was seeking, I didn't really judge it. I mean, at first there was a, there was a time I was told a story, you know, this is 2006. My mom gets me the book asking it is given. And I was like, that sounds amazing because I was really struggling and asking and wasn't getting anything. And I read the first, the foreword and the foreword of the book This is the Abraham Hicks book, right? It's like their first one talks about, well, when I first channeled Abraham and I was like, nope. And I threw it in front of, in the trash in front of my mom, like what a jerky son I was. And I was like, don't ever give me this garbage ever again. Right. This is like, you got to work your ass off and sacrifice and you got to push harder than everybody else and be smarter than everybody else, be tougher than everybody else. And that's the only way you're going to, and that was my attitude. Right. And obviously I was getting my butt kicked. And more things came into my life that said, no, 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 you know, resistance is futile. You're going to learn this stuff one way or another. (laughs) And then I started, I started diving into it and things changed immediately. Like instantly. It was just like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I'm doing the same things, but I'm in a different place and I'm getting different results. And again, we started talking about these things four years ago, 400 episodes ago. And where I am now is like triple, I would say double down, we're tripling down on these conversations. Why? Well, number one, because it continues to, in the simplest way, like I continue to gain so much from it in my life, so much richness of experience. Number two, the amount of people that continue to write in, just look at the the reviews on, on iTunes is a, is a good sampling of that. But people that write in and share on the DMs, people that are inside our business and marketing programs like Business by Design, which was always the intention. Business by Design is like, this is your roadmap and your 3D action plan. Mm-hmm. But how well you execute on that, how well you do the doings of the do, do do is going to be really determined by so much else. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get into energy and beliefs, vibration, thoughts, perspective, ways of beings, et cetera, and all these things. And so the podcast really became the co-pilot in your ear, guiding people through every one of those. Okay, here, I got stuck again. Okay, this is what's coming up for me and guiding them through that. And so the results that they get has been phenomenal. So we are doubling down. And yeah, we're going to push the envelope because I want you pushing the envelope. I want you unapologetically because we also have people that come to us and they say things like, uh, you know, I've been really left brain and 3D and all this stuff, but I have these things that have been working for me and I'm just worried that people are going to roll their eyes, not take me seriously and, you know, blah, blah, blah and say, yeah, that's going to happen. You know, people do that. Oh, it's just too woo-woo. But that's fine mm-hmm. because it might just mean there's different people out there that are hungry for what you have. And who are you to deny them of that? If that's what you want to share and you know that there is at least one person out there that's hungry to receive it, you know, what do you got to lose other than your ego, other than what people think of you? And when you get to that place, and you guys have heard this before, you know, you're always double tapping it. You double tap? Is it on yeah. the Instagram? Mm-hmm. It's not one, it's two. It's two. You're always double tapping it. I should know these things on the Instagrams. But when you reach that place where you don't care what other people think of you, because all that matters is how you see yourself through your own eyes. All that matters is how you see yourself and what you think of yourself and what you say about yourself. When you get to that place, that is a very dangerous level of power and freedom that you're in. And so why not? So I always like to push that envelope and hopefully maybe like give people that proof and that permission to do it themselves. So yeah. And then I'll just say too, it's like when you start to do these things or if maybe you already have started doing some of them, mm -hmm. I would recommend passing 
whatever you're doing along to your team and how it's benefited your life and how it might benefit theirs as well. Cause it will give you deeper meaning in doing it because when you teach something, you learn it better. Right. And not only it will start to change your team's life as well, like just like, you know, learning all these things has changed my life and mm-hmm. many members of our team's life. And then you know, your goals and your intentions for your business just become that much more powerful because it's not you just holding the vision. Yeah. That's been a really surprising, exciting perk ripple effect Mm -hmm. of of all of this. Before we get into the habits, I want to remind you that habits are things that you do. Things that you do are of the 3D, right? And that's where this kind of becomes in a way a paradox because People just focus on the doing and the 3D. And anytime we're really having a conversation where we use the word spirituality, even though spirituality isn't itself a man-made construct, the idea behind it goes beyond 3D. And so don't get lost and caught up in the, what do I do? What do I do? Because that's where we're trying to really push people away from that. Because we all know, like just look at business. There's a lot of people that are saying, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not getting the results, right? And that's what I always just like wondered, was like if two people just do the same things on paper, like they have the same to-do list every week and they cross the same things off the to-do list, do they end up with the same results? And you see it, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. You're seeing evidence of that. I don't understand, I've done everything you said, I don't understand, I did, I'm doing all these things, I'm posting every day, I'm bapathening every day, and it's not working, right? And so the 3D, And this plane of 3D reality is very seductive, right? And it's very easy to just trap you into that illusion, Mm -hmm. if you will, and stay stuck. I don't understand. I'm just doing. And so what really this conversation of spirituality that we always love to bring in did for me was changed the context of which I lived my life. What do we mean by context? To me, I look at the word context as environment. It's like a rose in the desert is gonna have a hard time blooming. The desert is the context, right? The environment in which something lives. And I was very like a accidental atheist growing up. My parents didn't push in any direction. We're very neutral about any type of religion or, or anything. So I we just- exactly the same. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we just didn't go to church or anything and, and I didn't really think much of it. And right. And then one day I just remember being in high school and just deciding, I think when I die, it just goes black and that's it. And I was just okay with that. I just, I think I just go black and and it's just, it's like, you don't even know you're dead and you're just dead, you know? And I just decided that. And, you know, and then there was a long journey, but that was like 14, 15. And I just remember walking through the quad of Laguna Beach high school <laughs> and just deciding that one day and being okay with it. Right. So that's where I came from. And so when I finally adopted a context, everything changed because I saw life through a different lens. And it was through that lens that my state, my feelings, my energy, everything changed because I had new meanings and perspectives and interpretations on the things that unfolded around me. So we're going to talk about things to do, but I still say what's the most important. You don't have to do any of these. It doesn't matter. What mattered for me was I changed the context. So what does that mean? First of all, my favorite quote, and I've been asked this before, is the Rumi's quote, it's all rigged in your favor. A lot of people have a context of people are evil. This is a cold, harsh, dark world. It's a mechanical world. You know, you live and then you die. 
You know, like my dad's context for the world was life sucks, life was tough, and then you die. That was his context for the world. And he worked really, really, really hard until he got too sick where he couldn't work, right? Mm -hmm. And this quote from Rumi is, it's all rigged in your favor. I think it's a smile, it's all rigged in your favor. Think about that for a moment, is as you're listening to this episode, as you're doing whatever you're doing, maybe you're driving, maybe you're walking, maybe you had something yesterday happen to you. What changes internally and projections into the future when now that thing that happened was happening for you? Seriously, not like as an idea, not as like a, oh, that's an interesting opinion. No, but like as a reality, mm -hmm. as fact, right? Because if the desert is our context, there's no denying the desert. The rose isn't gonna thrive in the desert. Put the rose in a rose garden, you know, in a different environment, boom, it, it thrives, right? Mm -hmm. Notice how much more you would thrive when you wake up to the fact it's all rigged in your favor. That even things like that there is, and I've believed this, I mean, read The Alchemist. What a great oh, book so there, good. right? Mm -hmm. That there are signs of God or source all around you, mm -hmm. communicating with you. And not just in, you know, fun little things like I know Catherine loves to do. I always, I always kind of tease her a little bit, but like she sees them in license plates. Yes. I never thought to do that, right? To like phone numbers somebody gives you, you mm -hmm. know, and things like that. But even, and this was something that it was always huge for me, even in conversations that you have, you know, I always love telling the story about how I met Chelsea, mm -hmm. my twin flame, because three people at a restaurant said, oh, hi. Three different people said, oh, hi. And the third person that said it was my sister. And she said, you should come to this yoga retreat with me. I was like, no, I should absolutely not. No, thank <laughs> you. I'm good. And she goes, no, come on. It'll be an oh, hi. And to have three different people, including my sister, say, oh, hi, oh, hi, oh, hi. I knew in my heart that I needed to go. And if I didn't follow those signs, didn't pay attention to that, I would have never met Chelsea. Mm-hmm. What a miserable existence I, I would know. have. Lived. And then you wouldn't have met me either. Right, I know. It's <laughs> crazy, right? So I look for signs. I believe that, that everything is happening for you, that we're here to learn, that everything here is a lesson. That, And then the ultimate is that everything is always going to be okay. Everything is always okay. Because, you know, people have a lot of fear, especially right now. And one of the things that people, it's really coming out for people is a fear of dying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all a journey for us to all grapple with. I'm no death expert here, as far as I know. But part of my journey has had to come to peace with the concept of death, both with people you care about and yourself. And I know, you know, and Don Javier talks about this and mm -hmm. you know, any spiritual teacher will tell you when you die, death is an illusion. You, you just leave the body, but nothing is, you know, and I think it's Newton's law, you know, nothing is, no energy is gained or lost. So you leave the body. The skin bag. <laughs> the skin bag. <laughs> Let's not use that word ever again, <laughs> but right. You don't yeah. actually die. And people that we've had, you know, we've had on the show, and other people that you talk to that have had near-death experiences mm -hmm. or experienced dying and coming back, it's the coming back that is painful, mm -hmm. but leaving is never yeah. painful. And something that Don Javier has said to me a few times that's really stuck with me is to find a place in your life. This doesn't has, just have to do with death. This has to do with being complete and at peace with everything in your life every day. Is can you look in the mirror and can you say to yourself, 
today is a good day to die. Mm. From that place, it's like there's no resistance to death. You're at peace with it, you know, because there's kind of that thing in the brain where we just like we start to fool ourselves like we actually won't die. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a, that's not going to happen to me kind yeah. of thing, right? It was like, no, we're all not getting out of here alive, right? <laughs> so that you're at peace with it, but that you're also not leaving anything incomplete in your life. And that's where death itself becomes such a gift because without death, life wouldn't be so precious mm-hmm. and magical. If we were all here for millions of years alive in this skin bag, then like it'd be, I think a lot harder to have gratitude for things that you have, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when you experience this experience, when something can be taken away, you honor it more, you, you appreciate it. Right. And you wouldn't have some of those exciting feelings if you knew you were never going to die. Like exhilaration. Exactly. Excitement. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, you never know when you're going to have that opportunity or experience again. (sighs) Completely. So I found these, uh, I think these are the 12 ancient Sanskrit rules that maybe will help offer more of a context, a spiritual context. Here's what they are. Number one, you will receive a body. Okay. We can agree to that one. Number two, you will learn lessons. Ain't that true? Check. (laughs) You learn a lot of lessons. You're learning every day. And I will tell you this, you're never going to get it done. Right. You don't learn at all. Not in this, this lifetime. Number three, we've been saying this for a long time. There are no mistakes. There are no failures only lessons. Number four, we've been saying this one, Mm -hmm. a lesson will be repeated until it is learned. Number five, we already (laughs) said this, learning lessons does not end. Number six, there is no better than here. That's why you hear people say like, where you are is is perfect, you Mm -hmm. know? Seven, others are merely mirrors of you. Mm, Chew on that one for a little bit, my friends. That person that's pissing you off right now mm-hmm. is just a mirror of you. I wonder what that means. Hmm? <laughs> Eight and nine are like, oh, these are all oh, wow. so good. But I've these never are seen really these good. before. These are powerful. What you make of your life is up to you. Number nine, life is exactly what you think it is. Oh, man. Ten, your answers lie inside of you. Eleven, you will forget all of this. Twelve, you can remember it whenever you want. This episode is not about doing things. In fact, there's a lot of people, I just call them like, it's like 365 days of Halloween costumes and they're dressed as a spiritual hippie. There's a lot of people, and it's it's not with judgment, I'm just saying I see a lot of people doing it, it's fine. Maybe there's a little judgment, but it's just, it's become cool. It's become trendy. I love that. That's great. That's fantastic. But I think a lot of people are under the misconception of thinking spiritual means dressing a certain way. Like if I buy a crystal or I have a crystal necklace mm-hmm. or if I wear baggy ripped clothes or something like that, that means I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, I mean, we're all spiritual, but I mean like tuned and connected to that and, and living from that. But there's a lot of people that are very in tune with that and they just dress like, you know, a normal person, right? So don't be fooled by that is what I'm saying, right? There's also this very real, very real thing, which is like the shadow side of this entire conversation, which is spiritual ego. That's real, real, and that's nasty, right? And it's really easy to see that and to develop that because 
things that people talk about when they start to have a spiritual conversation are things like vibration, mm -hmm. frequency. And they start to say things like, raise your vibration. And they start to say things like, oh, he or she is low vibration. So higher, lower, right? I'm higher, you're lower. I'm high vibe, you're low vibe, right? All of these are just the ego masked in spirituality because you're walking around saying someone is lower than or you're at this level or that level. Any of these hierarchy pecking order things are all fabrications of the ego, right? And so people start to think I'm better than, I'm more enlightened than and blah, blah, blah. And it is the opposite. If you're really on a path of your own, you'll need to find a new level of humility and not the opposite. I know more, I've read more books, I've done more meditation. So, you know, and that you see that, you sense that and you feel that a lot. And what I'm continually learning and practicing is a deepening of humbleness, you know, and that's not, and that's not easy, right? That's not easy. We've done episodes talking about this already, but someone comes in and says, James, you've changed my life. You're the most amazing person, ba 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 ba. And your ego is like, that's amazing. This feels incredible. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Don't let me interrupt you. Right now I have a bigger audience, more people listening. Look at these numbers. I am better than other, you know, all that stuff. You'll have to fight against that in a way. Mm. You'll have to separate that and say, that's my ego. And listen, I'm grateful that I've been around enough that I've been around a lot of people and they live and die by those numbers, which means they get lifted up by the praise, which means they get knocked down by the hate. They get lifted up by the numbers and the following and the influence and the engagement, which means they get knocked that half down mm -hmm. when people are silent. And to stay in that own center, grounded humbleness is the most powerful place that you can be living from. So I'm just doing this thing that I do and I love doing it. I have some things to share. Not everyone's gonna love them, but it's gonna hopefully help some people. And I tune in and check to see was that helpful to people. Sometimes it is to some people, sometimes it isn't to other people, and that's okay. But where am I coming from? And what is my intent behind that? And is that at my best? And if it is, fantastic. And then we do it again, and we do it again tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, right? And it doesn't change me. It, I can't, and I have in the past, right? Can't let it change me. You guys can't let it change you. And that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem is, is people are seeing the people up high and going, wow, I want that. And they're looking and saying, I want that. But those people have a, a superiority complex, right? They think they're better than in some way. And so then they come in and all their stuff comes out of saying, I'm not good enough. So I need to convince people that I'm better than. It's like, no, you don't. You just need to be you. You just need to be you, you need to love you, you need to own you and share you and not let it change you like it's changed so many people. And this is things I've had to go through, so I'm not coming to it from any other place from humility of this is what I've learned. You can learn it the hard way or you can just receive what I'm saying, learn it now. That's your choice, yeah. So anyways, those last two, you will forget all of this We'll give people this little sure. thing in the show notes. Mm -hmm. You will forget all of this. You can remember it whenever you want. These habits are designed to allow you to remember these 10 additional rules. That's what the habits are there for. That's it mm -hmm. to re remind you. They're almost like anchors back to yeah. you. Yeah. 
I remembering. Think, I really think they are. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. We should go through these pretty fast because yes. I think what we just talked about is it was pretty important. Number one is when I wake up, I do my best to wake up in gratitude. Gratitude for a new day, mm-hmm. waking up and just being present, taking a moment in bed to realize that here we go again. We've got another day. You know, you're still alive and let's make this day as full as it can be. Make it matter. Versus, which we're all guilty of, grabbing our phone, jumping out, oh, going right into it. You know Checking what I mean? Checking the gram and starting the comparison all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's important to recognize, to see, are you taking your yesterday with you into today? Mm-hmm. And if so, how much is that affecting you? You know, we've shared these stats and all this inf- interesting information about 95% of our of our thinking and our day is this automatic subconscious. What a great way to start the day, starting it present, mm-hmm. starting it from the lens of a fresh new day as today is a good day to die. Wow. Yeah. Number two, reading into playing with and learning from the power of animal symbolism. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, we have a book that I love called Animal Speak. It's a classic. And basically, I just spend a little time getting present and aware to times I maybe see animals, especially something that's like out of the blue. You know, so just like nature is as part of that spiritual context, understanding like, God, source, universe speaking to you through nature. Mm-hmm. And I have so many incredible examples that I could share. Oh my goodness. I'll share one with you guys of just encounters with animals and then doing the research on them yeah. and finding, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. When I first came to Sedona, a lot changed for me. And I went on this trail and I started kind of like speaking to my intuition and I just said, you know what? I'm going to go on this trail. I'm going to let my intuition guide me. I'm going to just practice the difference between like being in my analytical mind of where am I supposed to go and what's the right way and just like be guided. And so every time I hit these forks in the road, I would tune to my intuition and let my intuition guide me. And then of course, as I'm doing this, the sun is setting. So it's getting darker and you know, you're getting further away from the trailhead. And so it's that whole thing where we go back into our head and we're like mm-hmm. over and uh, no, 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 I keep going. What? You know, and it's the battle, right? And no, I felt this nudge to keep going. And then I turned this corner after about an hour of that, you know, and I turned this corner and there is just right in front of me, this deer staring me right in the eye. And we just had this moment where this deer is looking at me on this trail, like right in the middle of the trail, right in front of me. And then it runs off. And that was actually the second deer I saw that. I saw one in the morning that day. I Instagrammed that one, actually. I was like, oh, look, a deer. And then I see this one that night. So I was like, okay, I definitely need to go look at this. And it was all about waking up to tuning into your intuition. Mm -hmm. Come on, that's crazy. So cool. Stuff like that all the time. Do you remember our shared lizard experience? Yeah, when was that? That was before, it was right before our first launch of bbd that mm-hmm. we used the eight part video series yeah so even people on our, other people on the team yes, have seen lizards. So our team had three lizard experiences but very specific lizards in our house yep yeah we all had lizards in our house within like 48 hours of each other isn't that crazy so crazy and then what was that because the, the lizard can lose its tail that yeah was so a it's, a, it's a, a symbol that you might want to be more detached 
Mm. Or focus on detachment Mm -hmm. or release expectations. So good, right? (laughs) So that's something I'm always doing. I'm Mm -hmm. always just the best of my ability being aware of the animals around me, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you see something more than once, that's definitely. But yeah, I've had crazy encounters, you know, where a bird just comes and lands right in front of you kind (laughs) of thing, right? So I think that's a great practice really truly a great practice and and to just kind of document that and and as you go through that start doing the research on it animal speak will link that up for you in the show notes it's just a great reference guide and gives you a moment to kind of just contemplate look back and reflect i think that alone is just a great habit it's like wow i saw this hawk today oh wow let's see what hawk is all about wow Mm -hmm. it's all about seeing higher perception and vision and bigger picture and seeing it great differences. Oh, wow. Wow. Have I been doing that? Have I not been doing that? Or where do I need to be doing that? You know, what a great opportunity to just reflect, you know? Yeah. When we closed escrow on our house and we went to go pick up the keys, I was just kind of like looking out in the garden and, you know, and all of a sudden a giant grasshopper kind of like jumped Mm -hmm. out of this bush. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then, so I looked it up and it was like prosperity, like new abundance and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We started seeing a praying mantis Mm. recently and, find what that is praying mantis so we saw we were actually building a deck and the deck that we were building this is no joke the clips that connect the trex deck is by a company called mantis deck clips and then nicholas our handyman who's working on the deck with me sends me a picture and he literally found a praying mantis in the property on the deck (laughs) and is next to the box. So this is mine. (laughs) So so there's a box with a picture of a praying mantis on it saying mantis deck supplies or whatever. And then he's a real praying mantis there. And then for an entire day, there was a praying mantis here at this house. This is with like within two days, just on the sliding glass door, just there all day. Like I'd come through hours later and there it was in the same spot. So, oh yeah. I remember now the the meaning of praying mantis was all about the power of silence. Mm you know, and being in that silence and being quiet and letting those answers come. And that actually, interestingly enough, is going to take us to the next one, which is a fantastic habit. Taking time to be in the silence, to quiet the noise. We've talked about this before. You can call that meditation if you'd like, but it doesn't need to be meditation. You don't even need to have your eyes closed. It's about being present to the noise in your head and finding ways to quiet that. Mm -hmm. And there's literal quiet is what we're talking about too, right? You know, like doing it with the TV on in the background or someone clanging pots and pans in the kitchen is gonna be a lot harder. Still be done, you can still have silence in your mind, but external silence and internal silence, you know? And out here in Sedona, it's so easy. Like we when we went to uh, Submarine Rock the other night, so quiet. And you're watching the sunset, and it's just like you don't hear a single car. Yeah. There wasn't a single other person there. It was just us and the wind, and it's so easy to like find that silence. So that's a big one, and you want to find as many opportunities throughout the day to do that, to get into that silence, because as you've heard us say, the answers come in that silence. Mm-hmm. And when you're so loud in your head, thinking brain, talk, 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 past, future. Oh my gosh, this happened. I got to do this later. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe she said that. Oh my gosh, I got to do this. I shouldn't be doing this right now. I have other things to do. All that. Stay abreast, you know, and let that guidance come in. So that's a good one. Mm -hmm. The next one, I think it's always good to be reading. I think that always helps. That was one of the first things I implemented. 
Yeah, it's such an easy one. It's just like, there's so much wisdom found in books. I mean, like, yeah, you can go watch Netflix and stuff, but I think you're gonna you're gonna just go on such more of a journey when you read. We're gonna recommend per use the Carlos Castaneda books. The first three or four, Teachings of Don Juan, Power of Silence, Journey to Axlan. Those are the a separate reality. Those are the ones you're gonna really want to focus on there. And it's always really funny. I'm just gonna warn people. Those books are like. Was that like the worst book I've ever read or like the best book? I'm so mixed on that. Like, what was that about? But man, I like feel different reading that. Like it touched me in a way. Yeah, those books are a journey for for many reasons. You're reading one right now. Yes, that you gave me, Sacred Commerce, mm-hmm. which is a short, easy read all about the founders of, well, the founders of Cafe Gratitude wrote it. And mm-hmm. it's about creating a spiritual business, like kind of from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So what would that look like? So good book. Great book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always recommend anything from Abraham Hicks. They were like, I learned so much, you know, from them. And I've talked about this in the past that I used to just listen to 20 minutes of them a day, every day, maybe two or three times a day. Power of Now was a big book for me. I've read that a couple times because it's like while you're reading it, you find yourself present. Yeah. And when you're present, that's when you can find yourself in the now. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty powerful place to find yourself, you know. Anything by Wayne Dyer obviously is always is always great. Yeah, some of my favorite books were The Big Leap. That was one of the first books that had a mm-hmm. profound impact of in my life. I know a lot of people have, might have heard of the term upper limit. I don't yeah. know if that's where it comes from, but that's in that yeah. in that book. It talks about that. So it's it's a great opportunity to kind of like get present in your life and see where you might be, quote unquote, upper limiting, which is really kind of like the ego coming up. Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage, yeah. exactly. So that's a really powerful book. Another book that I've recommended to a ton of people is Happy Pocket Full of Money. Hmm. It's a great book on money mindset and kind of even yeah. the science behind money and the energy of money. We were talking about death earlier, a book I read during quarantine was dying to be me Mm. it's all about this woman's near-death experience and her nde so that was really powerful it's a great book yeah another fun book that i'm reading or i just finished reading and used it for the first time last night in a Mm -hmm. full moon practice is moonology so if you have yeah if you have any interest in learning about how to manifest or harness the power of full and new moons it's a great place to start yeah Absolutely. And we can link these all up for you guys. There's there's so many. Mm-hmm. You can just go to a spiritual section of a spiritual bookstore or something. And, well, use your intuition. The whole spiritual bookstore yeah. is going to have so many books, you know, and use your own intuition mm-hmm. for that. Absolutely. Another habit is beyond the animal symbolism. I'm, we're always looking for signs, like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, you know, like I said with, with Chelsea and the Ojai, like when I see things in threes, that's really a huge indicator for me. If someone recommends I do something, read something, go somewhere three times, I know I have to go there. So I've had people recommend a book this three times, a location to go three times. So I look for that, right? If you see a sign, like maybe, oh, it's 11, 11, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, bam, really kind of just jumps out at you looking at the clock or numbers somewhere. You want to look to, was something just said or done right before, right after that, that's kind of connecting the two together. Yeah. You know, like we've had so many of those times where we have an idea and then we see, oh, it's 11, 11. And we're like, that's a confirmation that mm-hmm. we needed kind of thing, you know? And, you know, these are things where like, you can go ahead and say, this sounds crazy, yeah, of course. And that's going to be your logical, rational 3D mind that you're going to be fighting against, right? Yeah. It's just like the quote we've been sharing about the logical, rational mind being your faithful servant, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to have to fight that. That's what a lot of this journey is, is getting out of the 3D 
and breaking down that structure of the 3D. Because what kindergarten, first grade, second grade teacher told you to look for these things? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you haven't taught it your whole life and then we just kind of wake up being like, well, that can't be true. That can't make sense because I didn't learn these things. Well, of course you're not going to learn them in school. And then, I mean, it'd be awesome if you did, but you don't. So that's what you're, in a way, that's like kind of what you're battling against. It's like, no, this goes against everything I've been taught and everything I know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to grow and get something that you've never gotten, you gotta have to be willing to think and be something you've never been. Exactly. That's just how it is, you know? And that's the problem is I've done an episode on this on the most important skill that you can ever learn is learning is how to learn. Most people are filtering out anything that says, nope, this doesn't agree with me. This threatens my existing beliefs. This doesn't make sense. So therefore it's not true. This sounds too ridiculous. So I can't, you know, mm -hmm. and to be able to try on something new, you really got to ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Right. How dare you put a little bit more fun and magic in your life, even <laughs> if it's just a fun game. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like no one like, there's always that joke like, you know, no one said, oh, I should have never followed my heart. Biggest mistake I ever made, you know? <laughs> and why didn't I just overthink and overworry it? If I would have just overthought about it, then I would have been more successful. You know what I mean? So like, we know what's true and that you just do the logic test on it and you'll see. So anyways. One of my favorite ways to look for signs is by finding money on the ground. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always great confirmation. Even just a penny, right yeah. whatever. $20 What's bill. What's been cool no is progressively, it started with pennies and now I find dimes. So it's just going. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I know, right? I really like that. Okay, let's have you talk about this next one. Okay, yeah. We mentioned it in a previous episode, yeah, but the good. blessings of your water. So it's finding ways to bless your water anytime you're coming into contact in any form mm -hmm. of water, whether that's like your coffee, tea, shower, toilet, brushing mm -hmm. your teeth, you know, washing your hands, because I don't know the exact percentage of your body. I think it's like 70% you're made up of water. So if you're blessing the water that you're consuming and participating with, you're also inherently blessing mm -hmm. yourself and, and connecting with that as well. And it's really simple. Like I just imagine just sending healing, blessing, like light energy right. to the water. Yeah. I'm you great. can do that so in two seconds. I don't have time to do that. It takes two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds. You're doing it anyways. Yeah, exactly. So that's a really, really powerful mm -hmm. one. Because yeah, like Julie said, you're just, you're interacting with water all day long. Yeah. And that's just an anchor to stay in gratitude mm -hmm. and stay connected to source. Mm -hmm. And you can find other ways to find anchors or place anchors around maybe your office or your desk to really like connect yourself maybe you get a crystal bracelet or something and every yeah. time you look at it yeah it's a reminder to just take a moment maybe get present take mm -hmm. a deep breath you know express some gratitude you know become one with source i know jim fortin has an episode on uh creating an altar but an altar is is can be the same way mm -hmm. you know if it's just a little area in your house where you have something anything yeah and it does it becomes an anchor mm -hmm. yeah wearing something too it's not you know, just from that simple fact or practice that you can see it every time you look down on your wrist or neck, mm -hmm. whatever is powerful. So, okay, let's talk about the next one. Dreams. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Where do we begin? We've done these amazing episodes on the past. We'll have to link them up where we had an expert come on and talk about dream interpretations. We actually did two episodes, which was really great because he came back on and he interpreted dreams for people. There is so much power, symbolism, learning lessons 
in our dreams. Mm-hmm. It's easy for people that are like really in their box to just say, no, it's just your brain processing what happened through the day. It's like, yeah, that happens. But we've all had experiences of a reoccurring dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I told the dream on an earlier episode about how I kept seeing the plane crashing. I've never had that dream since since that. So what's up with that, right? Reoccurring dreams or these very powerful dreams, they wake you up or they just kind of move you in a way like, whoa, right? But there is so much there for each of us in our dreams mm-hmm. and to become mindful of them, to go to bed with the intention to remember and to sit there in the morning. I got a great tip for you because it's hard. It can be hard to remember your dreams. But one of the things that you'll find is that the more you start focusing on your dreams and being intentional and writing them down and remembering them, the more you'll start remembering them. Taking an amethyst crystal, putting it by your head, under your pillow can really help with amplifying that. And I'll leave my phone by my bed so that in the middle of the night and I'm woken up, I force my, and it's hard because you just want to go back to bed and you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. But I'll force myself to just write down something. Like the essence of it. Or just the essence. A picture that you remember. And last night I had a dream actually about one of our like customers and peers that I know in person. It was such a weird dream. Such a weird dream. And I'm like, I still don't know what was that about at all. But like someone said, oh, you got to go meet this person. And I went and met them. And then I was like, wait. And they be, they turned into the these people that I know in real life. And I'm like, I know you guys. And they're like, yeah, we know you. I'm sitting there like, why are, and these are people I know. Mm-hmm. I won't reveal their names on the show, but why were they in my dream last night? I don't know. But, you know, that process of going back and kind of recapitulating your dream in the waking state and looking for this, coming from that context of knowing that, it, that there is some sort of symbolism or message right. there for you is a really, really powerful process. Mm-hmm. And not to just sit there and be like, I had this weird dream last night. Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, and just discredit it. Yeah. Right? I think that's important. And that takes us to number eight, which is to journal. Mm-hmm. And I could say, oh, here's some journal prompts. Or you can get some journal with prompts and stuff like that. I've never needed a journal prompt because I just write down all the things that we've listed. I write down my dreams, the analysis I'm coming to, like what's the message in the dream. I'm writing down, oh, today I saw this talk and here's when it came, you know, when I'm, I'm analyzing it and here's my takeaway and here's what I think it means and here's what it feels like. And you'll know it because it kind of clicks in. So all the things we're talking about, oh, here's what I read in this book and I also saw it here and this popped up there. You know, I'm just writing that down. I'm yeah. keeping a document. And here's one of the greatest things I love doing. My favorite part is not just journaling, but then going back and reading what you've written. Mm-hmm. That's really when it becomes a joy. Is like going back to a year ago. I'll look back and say, what was I writing about, talking about, experiencing a year ago and today? And that's just an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome process. But I know understand at first, because I remember being on the other side of this, it's like, ah, but what do I write about? It's hard to get started. And then I think it's that act and intention of opening that door for some people. And then you just can't stop. Yeah. If you can't, if you don't know where to start, you can just start with a gratitude list. Yeah. Or just start with, I don't know what to write about and that's okay, but I wanted to start writing today. Mm -hmm. Right. And then a gratitude list and then do it again tomorrow. And you don't have to do it every day. Do it as soon as it's like, I look at a journal as like every magical thing that's happening in my life. I don't want to forget it. I want to log it. I want to see when I did it time-wise. Where was I in my life? What else was happening before and after? It's scary because you're not scary, but like, whoa, profound 
because you'd be like, oh my goodness, you start connecting dots. Like, whoa, this was happening here and that's connected to this. But that's for each and every one of you to discover that there's much more of a divine grand plan unfolding for everyone in their life. But that's why we're talking about all this. You know, mm -hmm. that's for you to find out and not say that this is just some 3D robotic, then you die kind of thing. <laughs> so number nine is anything that you can do to create a habit around going to sleep where you are intentional about leaving the day where you left it mm -hmm. so that you then, wow, the power of waking up from a fresh new day, you know? Yeah, and Don Javier mentioned this to me the other night where it's like, yes, definitely take the suit off, take your work suit off. But mm. one thing that he said that was very profound to me is unplug and then plug back in. I think so yeah. many of us are, we've kind of mastered the unplugging. You know, mm -hmm. you, you kind of just get numb Mm -hmm. to the night you maybe like have a glass of wine mm -hmm. watch your real housewives mm -hmm. then you just go to bed mm -hmm. but you're not intentionally plugging back into yourself and your higher yes. self and doing yeah. maybe one of these things to reconnect before going to sleep mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one it's mm -hmm. so simple these are so simple you're already mm -hmm. going to go to bed so it's not like you don't have time to go to bed right just take a deep breath and yeah relax number 10 you know we've done calls on this in business by design so we wanted to mention it here it's just being intentional about clearing the energy, whether it's Sage or Palo Santo, and especially you guys, you have an audience, mm -hmm. you have customers, you have clients, you've got all these people that, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are like takers, you know, they're like vampires, they want to suck you dry, they want more, and it's not enough, and give me more, and da, 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 you know, and to be, you know, find ways to protect yourself, to clear your energy, mm -hmm. to reset as often as you can. Whether it's just, oh, I just went out to the supermarket or I was just on a call. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? doesn't hurt, you know? Have a little sage or Palo Santo around, be a little intentional is, is gonna be really beneficial for you. Wow, we could give about 20 more, right? Right. I think a bonus one is I do a lot of work with, with crystals. That's what I was thinking. A lot of work, that mm -hmm. goes into a whole nother realm, like a whole nother realm of stuff. But if you're drawn to a crystal, then get it, you know? And it's not really, I would ask people to say, don't get a crystal because it looks pretty. That's great if it looks beautiful and stuff, but really try to sense the energy. Does it, is it calling to you? How does it feel when you hold it? And understand that these are tools that you can use. I mean, it's totally proven. You know, you've heard people talk about a quartz watch, right? That mm -hmm. crystals can hold data within them. You know, you can charge a crystal, you can put an intention in, in a crystal. You can start diving deep into that world. Books like the Crystal Bibles will tell you how they have specific purposes and functions that will assist you in your life. And doesn't hurt, mm -hmm. you know? So that's a whole nother, we've done other episodes completely on that. So there you go. Oh, there was 10 specific spiritual habits for the entrepreneur or for anybody, really. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just wanted to share this with somebody who's like, well, my sister isn't an entrepreneur, but I think she'd like this. That's fantastic. But these are the some things I do that make me way too woo for you, <laughs> right? But again, I want to recap by sharing. It's not about these things. Oh, if you don't do these 10 things, you're not spiritual. That's yeah, not, you no, don't have to do any of yeah, these. Yeah, you don't have to add all 10 things to check off on your to-do list today, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to do a single one of these. You could just be present. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that one all day long and be silent in the head all day long and feel that connection all day long. You don't need all this other stuff. These things don't make you 
spiritual. I'm more spiritual than you is all that nonsense. We got to cut that crap. But like I said, why I share all this is because so much in my life and business changed when I developed that spiritual context. When you see that this is all rigged in your favor, it's all happening for you, that everything always has and always will be and is right now okay, that where you are is perfect, that you are perfect, that you are loved, that you are worthy, that you are deserving of everything that you want, and that you're a creator, you're the creator of your life, that you're the author of your story, and in this moment, this powerful moment that you have right now, you can create anything you want because it's your life. And you've only got this life mm-hmm. as you in this skin bag. And what are you going to create? And that's beautiful. And that you are more powerful than you've ever been led to believe. No, no, no. I just have to work harder or work longer or have a smarter IQ or be prettier or be younger or I'm supposed to be older. No, this is all nonsense. This, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of younger people that are much more, if you will, and it's not from an ego place, awakened in a way than older people. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with age, you know? So that's what we wanted to get across. And if doing any one of these, because you hear this and you're like, yes. And then number 11, you will forget all of this. <laughs> and that's the thing is because the 3D illusion is very hypnotic. Mm-hmm. It's very seductive. And the illusion will force you to make it feel real again. And you will, you forget it. Oh yeah, 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 I took that way too seriously. Oh man, I really got into my stuff and I really, whoa, freaked out. And it's like, yeah, remember, Mm -hmm. remember. And the more you practice these, the more you remember and the more you stay in that state of remembering. And that's why we wanted to do this episode for you guys from this guy who's just way too woo for you. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. See you then. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.